Okay, we'd like to welcome you to part one of our current event Bible study for August 5th, 2007. And the first part of this we're going to be going through today is going to be in regard to a lot of the posturing and telegraphing as of late in regard to potential disasters that could befall America, particularly within the next 30 days. Well, 30 to 90 days. Now, this isn't really my opinion. This is coming from, I guess you would call them the prognosticator experts. And I've done a lot of teachings and studies on the fact that many times those that are involved in high-level occult will telegraph their intentions to their victims. And in this way, this empowers them when they feel their victims helpless to do anything about what's going to befall them. Now, I'm not saying 100% for sure this is going to happen. I'm not going to be 100%, try to be 100% dogmatic, because if enough public awareness is created about these issues, many times they don't happen, because there's too much public awareness. It's part of my rationale for doing what I do. This first alert was from July 8th of, you know, just last month, and it's entitled, Red Alert Has Sanatorium Let the Cat Out of the Bag? And uh, I'll, when I put this this up on the internet, um, if you email me, I'll actually get you the links to all these articles so you can read them to your read them for yourself. If you're on my email list, you'll automatically get that. And in order to subscribe, just email me at drjohnson at the letter i the letter x dot net com dot com, and I'll get that to you. Uh, that that email address is also up on the website. This article goes on to say, a very disturbing article has surfaced uh, by Paul Joseph Watson about comments ex-Senator Rick Sanatori made very recently on Hugh Hewitt radio show. Now, this is an ex-Senator, okay, making these comments. His first quote says, in an alarming display of fear-mongering, former Republican Senator Rick Sanatorium has suggested that a series of, quote, unfor unfortunate events namely terrorist attacks, will occur within the next year and change the American citizens' perception of the war. Sanatorium went on to clearly imply that the terror attacks will occur inside America, which will then alter the body public and lead to a reversal of the anti-war sentiment now dominating the country. Now this is a big theme you see, because if there's a big, gigantic... This is what 9-11 was, was all about, because then we... After 9-11 happened, then everyone was you know, okay, let's go get them now. Let's go get the terrorists. Let's go do this and this. And many, many times these things um, happen for that exact reason. And if you have any doubts on that, just email me. I'll get you the information. There's a there's an, a video that you can go view online. And I'll try to include this link when I send this out. And it's called Terror Storm. It's by a guy named Alex Jones. Now, regardless of how you feel about Alex Jones, really all he's doing in this documentary is, is documenting facts. And you really need to go watch this, because if you watch this, and it's free, you can go watch it free, you can buy the DVD, I think Cutting Edge sells it, you can really get it anywhere on the internet, if you do a keyword search you can find it. But if you watch it, it will really give you a unique perspective on this, on the whole idea of terrorism that you wouldn't normally have. And this article goes on to then say, For those of us who have carefully studied events prior to and leading up to 9-11, this sets off giant alarm bells because there were inadvertent tip-offs about, about that unfortunate event as well. In fact, um, I did a 14-city tour last year regarding the avion flu, and I have, oh, I don't know, probably about five or six slides in the PowerPoint presentation where I devote just to 9-11. And all of the things that transpired and happened before 9-11 that were unbelievably, uncannily predicting this attack. And it was not my information. This was information that was essentially straight from the government. And so, you really need to get the full picture on the whole uh, terror in America thing in order to fully understand what we're talking about today. And that's why I would, I would encourage you to watch the, uh, the Terror Storm link. I'll probably put the Terror Storm link within... Um, in fact, that's what I'll do. I will put the... It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a, a Google e-video. 
And I will put the link within the, um, the sermon's audio website when I post this online. So all you're going to have to do is go down there, click on it, and you can start watching it. This goes on to say, in fact, Watson reported about one of them in an early article, quote, Hollywood director, producer, and documentary filmmaker Aaron Russo currently receiving a wave of plaudits for his latest release, America Freedom to Fascism, told the Alex Jones Show that Nicholas Rockefeller had personally assured him that there was going to be an event that would trigger the invasions of Afghanistan and Iraq 11 months before 9-11 even took place. See, many times these things are just pre-planned and predetermined. Ex-Senator Sanatorium is also doing one of two things, or both, in the following article. He's either fear-mongering and or accidentally letting the cat out of the bag about the new black ops terrorist attacks being planned right now to continue to enable, drive, and justify the uh, homegrown Fourth Reich. This is almost inevitable along the pathway of negativity to continuously reinforce fear and terror with more fear and terror. So be aware that more terrorist attacks may be in the works this year and the next. Now, one of the reasons I bring all this, this out is that the body of Christ, the remnant in America and elsewhere, if they feel led to pray, and uh, could pray about these things. Because you can move mountains with prayer. You know, the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And this is how, if we're going to appropriate the Lord's help in regard to any of these situations, we need to be praying about these things specifically. But if we don't know about them, if we're totally unaware of them, then, you know, Hosea 4.6 kicks in. My children are, are destroyed for lack of knowledge. If you don't even know to pray about something, and that very thing befalls you, and you've never prayed about it, well, don't you think that's what the devil would want? He doesn't want you to know any of this type, type of information. He wants you to be in the dark about it. So that you don't ever even think about praying about it. And this is the problem with, that I've said before about the churches. Many times, it's not so much what they say during a sermon, it's what they never say. Which is stuff like this and a lot of the other things that we get into. Uh, I'm not bound up in a 501c3 or anything like that. This is a current event in Bible study. That's essentially all I'm claiming this to be. Okay? So I don't have all these restrictions on me, like the average church would have on them, that's in some 501c3 corporation, which was given its right to existence by the government and by the Internal Revenue Service. See, when, when somebody, when a government entity gives you your right to exist, you have to abide and play by their rules. And the stuff that I'm talking about right now would not be permissible to really preach on, or you shouldn't be preaching on that if you're in a 501c3 organization. Whether it's unincorporated, incorporated, a corporate soul, whatever you want to call it. According to the IRS, you're still under their jurisdiction. And if you have any doubts on that, just let me know. I'll get you a, an email called Satan's Master Plan to Destroy the Church. And uh, it's a Word document. And you can go all through that thing. And, and uh, there's resources you can order. But that's, that's kind of another uh, rabbit trail where you don't really have time to go down today. So, going back to this article, it says, We do not, unfortunately, have the luxury of waiting to see if Senator Sanator or ex-Senator Santorium is blowing smoke. We have to assume the worst because too much is at stake. Consequently, we have to continue to educate and inform the public far and near about false flag operations in general. 9-11 lies in particular and the ongoing... Fourth Reich strategy to maintain their hideous wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, extend their theaters of war into Iran and Syria, and continue to tighten the strategic noose around Russia, and increase repression and control of the American people. So, this is, um, that was kind of part one. I'm, I'm going to go through three different articles, so you can get this, this subject from three totally different angles, okay? The second part of this... It's from a veteran Israeli intelligence expert, Yuval Aviv. And he said in a recent media interview that his sources on terror plots directed at the United States indicate that multiple attacks on our homeland are in the final stages of preparation. Now, who is this guy we're, we're talking about? Now, we've heard it from, a, from an ex-senator, okay, to boot. We've, we've heard from that. We've heard from that perspective and that particular writer's perspective. Now, we're going to hear from a totally different Perspective. This is from Family Security Foundation, 
And again, we're going to be talking about a guy named Juval Aviv. And who is this guy? Well, he is a former Israeli counterterrorism intelligence officer. He's also served as special consultant to the U.S. Congress on issues of terrorism and security. He is best known as the source of the 1984 book, Vengeance, the true story of Israeli counterterrorism team. Uh, and then, um, this is, I guess this was the, uh, this book was the emphasis, or the, this was the plot that Steven Spielberg used to make his film Munich. And he's also the author of the Complete Terrorism Survival Guide, How to Travel, Work, and Live in Safety. And he's also the author of Staying Safe, The Complete Guide to Protecting Yourself, Your Family, and Business. So, this guy... He's the special counselor to the U.S. Congress on issues of terrorism and security. So he's, this guy's at a pretty high level. You know, he's no slouch. This goes on to say, counterterrorism expert Juval Aviv met recently with news reporters at Fox News and revealed information which he believes is accurate concerning an imminent Al-Qaeda attack on five to seven American cities simultaneously. Now please, watch the movie Terror Storm and then get into this type of information. Because it's going to make a lot more sense to you if, if you do that, if you'll watch that first, because if you watch it afterward, it's almost like it's going to be anticlimactic. Okay, so do that first, if, if you would. There's The first quote from Mr. Aviv is, quote, I predict, based primarily on information that is floating around in Europe and in the Middle East, that an event is imminent and around the corner here in the United States. It could happen as soon as tomorrow, or it could happen in the next few months. 90 days at the most. Uh, he, it's, then it says, so it is clear that Mr. Aviv has the background experience in global terror and its operating methods to warrant taking its current warning seriously. It would be foolish to ignore or minimize this counterterrorism veteran's expert prognosis. And again, we, we have to wonder what type of inside information may this man have. Because, like I said... It's a very, very common tactic of those in high, the high-level government to telegraph their punches prior to some type of cataclysmic event, Okay, for the reasons I've already mentioned. He goes on to say, this is another quote from him, he says, what they're going to do, meaning the terrorist, is hit six or seven or eight cities simultaneously to show sophistication and really hit the public. This time which is the message of the day, it will not only be big cities. They're going to try to hit rural America. They want to send a message to rural America. Quote, if you're not protected, if you figured out, if you figured out that if you just moved out from New York and moved to Montana or to Pittsburgh, you're not immune. We're going to get you wherever we can. It's easier there than in New York. End of quote. While this prediction leaves most Americans feeling helpless, fearful, and frustrated, now remember, it doesn't, it doesn't leave, it shouldn't leave us that way. You know why? Because the Lord Jesus Christ is on the throne. We knew this was, if you read your Bible, the Bible said all of these things were going to happen. That there were going to be wars and rumors of wars and plagues and pestilences and that evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. We're heading into the, I mean, we are in the end times, essentially. Okay? This shouldn't be of any surprise to us. All this really is is biblical confirmation. Is it fun? No, it's not fun. But it does confirm what the Bible says. So he said, uh, this Mr. Aviv said, he suggests that for the next few months, if we are traveling by public transportation, we should equip ourselves with a water bottle, a hand towel, and a flashlight. Now he's going to say why in a second. He reminds us that many fatalities in the London Tube and the Madrid train attacks occurred from victims who breathe the lethal fumes from bomb components and or burn gasoline, as these people had wet towels to cover their mouths and noses, or if they had had wet towels to cover their mouths and noses, they would have a much better chance of survival. In other words, if you have a bottle of water and a towel with you, and a flashlight, you can wet the towel, put it over your face, and that's going to, ask, that's going to act kind of like a little gas mask for you. It's going to filter out a lot of the contaminants. And it, it may mean the uh, difference between life and death in that type of given situation. Mr. Aviva is a strong proponent of, quote, if you see something, say something. School of preparedness. He stated that a great number of potentially lethal terror attacks in Israel 
have been and still are thwarted by intelligent actions on the part of alert, aware, and watchful citizens. Most Americans must do the same, he advises. The global war on terror is not something over there in the Middle East. It is here on, on, on our own soil. If there were a time to be especially vigilant, the time is now. Well, that plays into the whole government big brother thing of, you know, let's turn everybody in, let's spy on everybody. So, again, I'm, I'm presenting this from a few different perspectives today. And, and yes, if, if you see some type of really suspicious behavior, I'm not saying not to turn them in, but... See, we're moving into the Big Brother society, where you're not going to be able to trust anyone, essentially, hardly. Um, because they are, and the kids are being brought up today, to be little narcs and little tattletales. They have these things like the D.A.R.E. program at the schools. And uh, essentially, there's a lot of different things they do on TV now. So, and basically, they're, they're, they've just passed legislation, and they keep passing legislation in regard to eavesdropping and spying on Americans and things of this nature. So this is how Nazi Germany was, and we're coming back to that. Okay, It's just a matter of fact. And again, these are things that we should be praying about. So the next part is from Cutting Edge, and they put out a, a uh, an article the other day called The History of Government Terror. And it's in, the subtitle is, Has Senator Trent Lott, 32nd degree Freemason, just signaled that the next terrorist attack is going to occur on this September 11th? Now, we're at the 6th anniversary, we'll be at the 6th anniversary of 9-11. And um, this, we're going to be talking about Senator Trent Lott, not the other one was Senator ex-Senator Sanatorium. This is Trent Lott, he's a 32nd degree Freemason. And it's kind of ironic because the very, at the very, very top of this article, they have a picture of the DVD Tear Storm that you can order from Cutting Edge. So it's that important that you see this, this DVD, essentially. Okay? Whether you see it for free online or whether you, you buy it. This is, a news, this is from ABC7 News, August 2nd. It was a news brief from ABC7 News. Now, this is mainstream media. And it was entitled, Senator Trent Lott warns, get out of D.C. while you still can. Now, this, is from, this isn't from some conspiracy theory site. The last thing I just read wasn't from some conspiracy theory site. Senator Sanatorium's remarks were not some, from some senator, uh, conspiracy theory uh, site. These are things that were actually cited and documented. This article goes on to say, Quote, Capitol Police officials have stepped up the department's security presence on Capitol Hill in response to intelligence indicating the increased possibility of Al-Qaeda terrorist attack on the Congress sometime between now and September 11th. The August to September 11th time frame was confirmed by a Capitol Police source who said congressional security officials were recently made aware of a potential threat of threat by federal anti-terrorism authorities. The Capitol Police Department has a liaison from the Homeland Security Department working on Capitol Hill Command Center. Senator Trent Lott, 32nd degree Freemason, was much more specific. Listen to his frightening comments. Senator Lott said, quote, without mentioning a specific threat on Capitol Hill, Senator, Senate Minority Whip Trent Lott, he's a Republican from Mississippi, Ominously, ominously advised Thursday that Congress needed to pass changes to the terrorist surveillance laws before leaving for the August recess and warned that otherwise the disaster could be on our doorstep. Well, guess what? It just happened. They got their, they got their uh, changes to their terrorist surveillance laws. In fact, Bush was so angry with the Democrats that he says You're not, he's not even going to let them out of session until this is passed. Because, see, he's a dictator. That's what, it's, that's what we've got right now in America, dictatorship. And essentially, he basically said the other day that we have got to have these things passed before the August recess for Congress. And they've just passed all these new um, wiretapping and spying things just a couple of days ago. Okay? And that's what this senator was in reference to in this quote I just read. So they got that. They're going to have their August recess. They've got their, their new terrorist surveillance laws. Then he goes on to say, quote, when asked if people should leave Washington, D.C. Now, this is the Senator Trent Lott saying this. 
When asked if people should leave Washington, D.C. during the month of August, Lott responded, quote, I think it would be good to leave town in August. And it would probably be good to stay out until September the 12th. End of quote. September the 12th? Well, see, September 11th is the day before that. Now, I'm not saying anything's going to happen, and maybe it won't. Maybe if enough public awareness is created, nothing will happen. But, uh, tell you what, they're posturing, they're telegraphing pretty heavy that something's going to happen between now and September 12th. Now, again, we've just looked at three different unique perspectives. Several matters are of extreme interest in Senator Lott's comments. Number one, Lott was complaining bitterly that Congress was not going to pass the dramatic increase in terrorist surveillance laws before the legislative body recessed for the month of August. This is the same thing that President Bush was complaining bitterly about. But see, they got it now. Since the original 9-11 attack, many discerning individuals have been warning that the Bush administration might need another major terrorist attack before it could get all the dictatorial laws out of Congress, which it so fervently desires. See, see, they want Nazi Germany, pure and unadulterated, carte blanche to do whatever they want to do. The executive order is already in place. They can come, they can take you, your family, everything. Put you in concentration camps, it's all there. Number two, Senator Trent Lott is a 32nd degree Freemason, has long been recognized as one of the inner circle group of politicians who really run our government. They give you a link in this article to read entitled, A Masonic-Led Congress Exonerated President Clinton. If you will see how influential Senator Lott was during the Clinton impeachment trial and how he assumed the important leadership in exonerating Bill Clinton. For him to come out so boldly and so publicly to warn of a terrorist attack, possibly on September 11th, this year seems to be another instance of the Illuminati signaling its intentions. Now, he has another separate article. It's entitled, Now We Know Why the Illuminati Telegraphs Their Punches. And you can read that, too. It's news article 2104, uh, up on org. If we go further, point three, by telling the citizens to get out of Washington, D.C. for the entire month of August and stay out until September 12th, Senator Lott is hinting that the terrorist attack may be sufficiently large to destroy the whole city. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine if, if D.C. got nuked? Oh, my word. You talk about the public will be whatever you have to do, Mr. Government, to protect us. We will, whatever you have to do, if you have to incarcerate half of this population, if you have to round up people, gulag style, you know, and, and put them in concentration camps, if there's any suspicion, people are going to do whatever they have to do to save their own hides, is what it's going to boil down to. And I guarantee you something, when this stuff starts going down, and it will start going down, eventually, now I'm not saying prayer can't hold it back, but eventually, in America, this is going to happen. Okay, when this stuff starts going down, you're going to really start seeing people's true colors. You'll, and you know what else? You're going to see the lukewarm church's true colors too. Because they're going to fall right in line with this. I, I believe they are. I mean, I think some won't, but I think most of them will. Because they've been brainwashed by their own pastors. And um, you're going to see a whole other side of people. Guaranteed. See, we don't know what it's like to suffer in America. We have no comprehension of this. You know, read Fox's Book of Martyrs, or, or, or how, you know, Christians in other societies, you know, fear for their life every single day. The Bible says, all they that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceive, deceiving and being deceived. So, I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings. Now, Jesus also said, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming on this world in regard to the end times. Jesus said that. That you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming. So maybe that's something we should be praying. Would you like to be accounted worthy to escape all these things that I'm describing? See, God's the only one that can determine that. And the only way you're... I know one way. The only way you're going to be accounted worthy is if you're living a righteous life. I mean, you can't be living like the devil and be accounted worthy. Which, it, which 
most Christians that call themselves Christians, particularly in the United States, they are living that exact way. They're not living any type of real godly life. They're following a man that has sold them a bill of goods. And the Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. That's what happens when you put your trust in a man. So I said, whatever I say, check me out. And if I'm wrong, you know, email me, and, and I'll do my best to uh, answer you or correct whatever I've said or done. So, again, there's hope. Jesus Christ is still on the throne, and he's not going anywhere. And we know he wins, and his saints win. What we're going to have to go through to get to that victory, I have no idea. But it would be pretty presumptuous presumptuous of us to think in America, and this is pretty much what American Christians think. They either believe one of two things. They either believe that we're going to be, we're not going to have to go through anything because the pre-tribulation rapture is going to save us all, and we're not going to have to suffer a lick. Or, now we have the other theory of, called dominionism, which believe that, whoa, no, no, none of that's going to really happen. We're just going to bring in the kingdom. And everything's going to get gooder and gooder and gooder. Pardon my English, or French. And basically, we're not going to go through anything there either. Well, you know what those two theories do? They make a lot of money. They make a lot of money for the hirelings. I mean pastors, sorry. Make a ton of money for those guys. Because it tickles their ears. It's what these people want to hear. And uh, it's all by design. They're 501c3 entities, corporate entities, with the pastors, the CEO, and the board of directors or the deacons. That's how it's set up in the corporate charter. Or if it's not set up that way, the IRS will do it for you. And these are corporate entities. And, and like Jesus says, that these types of people are hirelings and they have no true love for the sheep. If they had true love for the sheep, they would really be giving them the truth. They would really be warning them. They would be doing things that they should be doing as a pastor. They would be looking at the at the uh, the things that are coming down the road and warning their congregation. But you know something? I don't hear any of this. I mean, I, I set if if I wake up by alarm, I, I have it on one of the apostate uh, Christian radio stations because that's all there are. You know, and I listen to what these guys are saying. There's no warnings, really. I don't I don't hear hardly. Any. It's all about making more money and 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 being blessed in the Lord and and you know name it claim it. All these, all these things that really are going to have nothing to do with the times that we're moving into. But that's what makes the money. Love of money is the root of all evil. So if we go a little bit further, uh, it says, point three, I think I might have already read this, by telling citizens to get out of Washington, D.C. for the entire month of August and to stay out until September 12th, Senator Lott is hinting that the terrorist attack may be sufficiently large enough to destroy the whole city. Of course, most people will immediately assume that a nuclear terrorist attack is in view here. I don't know. Could you imagine if D.C. got nuked? Oh, my word. I <laughs> Forget it. I mean, you, you talk about them being able to implement any kind of draconian agenda they want to implement. That would probably be the single greatest thing in their eyes that could happen where they could implement... Whatever agenda they want to implement. Of course, the plan for World War III, which shall place the Masonic Antichrist on the world scene, includes terrorism against major cities in every country on earth, which is currently electing leaders. For this reason, the Al-Qaeda threat, which has been consistently built up to include the entire world. See, this Al-Qaeda thing, again, you got to watch Terror Storm to fully understand what Al-Qaeda is all about. I'm not going to say anything more about it. I, I would rather you, you watch the, the uh, video, video on that, because I can't do it justice right now. Even the new British Prime Minister, Gordon Brown, said last week that, quote, the world faces a worldwide terrorist threat. However, my reading of the Illuminati plan is that terrorism will begin some weeks after the outbreak of the all-out war in the Middle East. Now, this is David Bay's take on it. And, you know, that would seem plausible. In other words, all-out war breaks out in the Middle East, meaning World War III, and then all of a sudden we start getting these terrorist 
things happening here in America, which that would make a little more sense because there would seem to be more motivation for a terrorist attack. More, It would be much easier to blame it if we had already went to war, officially like with Iran or one of those countries. When terror strikes do begin, officials of the Western countries under attack will be able to blame Iran for the strikes, believing that Iran activated her terror cells. Now, when you hear the word terror cells, that are these are um, Islamic, particularly men, or sometimes women, that live within the United States that have been planning to do some type of horrific event, whether it's a suitcase nuke, whether it's a pipe bomb, I, it, you know, it's different for everyone, whether it's biological weapon poisoning, but supposedly there are hundreds, maybe thousands of these terror cells in the United States, and they're just kind of sitting down, honkered down, waiting to go into action. Okay, that's when you, when you hear that term, that's what that's in reference to. Therefore, if my understanding is correct, now this is David Bay talking, then the all-out war in the Middle East would have to get underway sometime in August. This, thus, Pat Buchanan's warning of last week that the Bush administration might fake a Gulf of Tonkin type of attack from Iran takes on a more ominous tone, doesn't it? Now, I, this is a, he has a whole other thing, whole other news article, entitled, Is the Illuminati Telegraphing Its Punches When Pat Buchanan Warns of a Gulf of Tonkin type of incident which would give President Bush the exclusive the excuse to attack Iran. Now, if you want to know about the Gulf of Tonkin, watch Terror Storm, because I believe it's the first thing they talk about. And what they're going to do is show you all the examples that our own government has done in the last, I don't know, since the 60s, where we faked all these events in order to push some type of agenda. See, this is the motto of the Illuminati. Ordo ab cal, which is, I think, like one of the main, main models of like the 32nd or 33rd degree Freemasons. Ordo ab cal. I believe, and that's in Latin, and what it means is order out of chaos. See, they create the chaos, and out of the chaos, they bring their order. What order do they really want? They want the new world order. One world government, one world religion, one world political system, one world currency, See, that's what we're all heading to here. Now, isn't that what the Bible says was going to happen? I mean, you know, there's going to be ten kingdoms, essentially, and the Antichrist is essentially going to end up ruling over all of them. There's going to be a one-world government with one ruler. Well, that just doesn't happen overnight. We just don't get there in one leapfrog event. It's a system of incremental measures and steps to get us there, and that's what we're, that's where, where we're at right now. We're, we're, this is just one step in that. But this one could be a real, real major step, especially World War III. Because World War III is most likely what is going to bring about the debut, the official debut of the Antichrist. And we've went into that in past lectures. This news brief was entitled, uh, this was on his own website, Buchanan.org. Pat Buchanan. Now he's another politician. Uh, he's a politician, isn't he? Pat Buchanan? Yeah. Um, Buchanan.org, and it was entitled Tonkin Gulf 2 and the Guns of August. This was from July 17, 2007. There's a link here you can go click on. I mean, I'm giving you a lot of information today, and a lot of this information is not coming from conspiracy theory or, or, or what some people would term as conspiracy theory sites. See, if you can cite things from high government officials, then it doesn't become our opinion anymore. It becomes, what are they saying? This isn't my opinion. This is just documented what they're saying. Okay, so to read this quote from his website, Pat Buchanan, who's ran for president on several occasions, been in high politics for a long time, it says, quote, is the United States provoking war with Iran to begin while the Congress is conveniently on its August recess? You see where we're going with all this? I mean, it would be the perfect... Okay, let's say... Let's say World War III doesn't break out. But let's say that Washington, D.C. gets attacked during the August recess. All the politicians are pretty much out of there. Or the majority of them. They've got to be. And this happens. Well, it would be perfect timing in regard to keeping the politician body count down. Yet at the same time, if they could 
destroy the city, it would still have pretty much the same effect. Um, the vulnerability of America would be at an all-time high. So, so the government would have to clamp down harder than ever. And, I, and then what this would do is this would give us the absolute and total excuse, if they could pin this on Iran, for us to go attack Iran. Now, one of the biggest sects of Christianity, mainly being John Hagee in the Christian Zionism movement, Hebrew roots, Christian Zionism, particularly led by John Hagee, is the one, they're pushing for this harder than any other sect of society, whether they call themselves Christian or not. I mean, John Hagee is, is on a rampage to try to get us to go to war with Iran. He really is. Every time, every time I say anything about him anymore, he is rubbing elbows with the highest level politicians. I just saw another article the other day about this. To try to get us to go to war, we have to have some type of preemptive strike. And if this happens, and they can pin it on Iran, whether it's in Washington, D.C. or anywhere else, if they can pin it on Iran, and maybe Al-Qaeda terror groups or whatever, operating and emanating through them, well then, we're in World War III, essentially. We're at war with them, they can implement martial law here at home, which will most likely happen, or if not, massive restrictions on our, on our securities, more and more and more and more of a right strip from us. And so moving on with this quote from Buchanan.org, it says, One recalls that it was in 1964 that the Republicans nominated Barry Goldwater, that the Tonkin Gulf incident occurred. Twice it was said on August 2nd and on August 4th, North Vietnamese patrol boats had attacked the U.S. destroyers Maddox and Turner Joy in international waters. The U.S. Senate responded by voting 88-2 to authorize President Johnson to assist any Southeast Asian nation whose government was threatened by the communist aggression. The bombing of the North began, followed by the arrival of the U.S. Marines. America's war was on. See, this is what, what initiated the Vietnamese War, the Gulf of Tonkin incident. Well, it only takes one incident. I mean, when they burnt, what was Hitler's incident? When they burned the Reichstag building, I believe? That initiated, you know, essentially, I think, more of an internal thing there in Germany. But this is how so many wars get started, through some pre-planned event. And once the ball, once they can get that ball rolling, then it doesn't take near as much effort to keep the momentum of the ball rolling, especially if it's rolling downhill. So, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. Buchanan's warning was that the Bush administration might launch just such a fake attack report, telling the world that the American naval vessels had been attacking in international waters off the coast of Iran. Such a claim made once again by Congress, while Congress is in recess, could justify an American attack on Iran. See, I would imagine if Congress is in recess, the President has a lot less... To, impose, to, to, to come between him and putting forth whatever he wants to do. Congress is not there. Remember, we are not predicting anything, but we must always be vigilant. For this is the rest, for the rest of the plan to produce the World War III and the Antichrist, and to uh, launch the world into World War III into its deadly final stages. Then this article goes on to say, as we were preparing this newsletter, a most important related news story came in. This is from the Dallas Morning News, August 3rd. Now, this is, we're talking very, very current news here um, we're dealing with. This is a news brief. President Bush says to Congress they must stay put until the surveillance bill is approved. Now, this is what we were just talking about. Okay, now this bill's already been passed. This already happened. But this relates very much to this, and we're going to see why in a second. This is from Washington. President Bush said Friday that Congress must stay in session until it approves legislation modernizing a U.S. law governing eavesdropping on foreigners. We've worked hard and in good faith with the Democrats to find a solution, but we are not going to put our national security at risk. Time is short. Oh, like they haven't already implemented enough draconian legislation you know, since, particularly since 9-11, the Patriot Act, 1 and 2, BioShield, you know, all these things, they can force vaccinate us, you know, they can do all these things, and they can force vaccinate us. BioShield, 
just when, when President Bush signed uh, Project Bioshield into law, that became law. So, again, these aren't things that you're going to see on the nightly news, because they're not going to really want you to know about them until the agenda has already uh, been implemented. This goes on to say, Remember with whom you're dealing. Under the president's leadership, quote, enemy combatants have been imprisoned with no charges against them for an indefinite period of time. They have been tortured and some of them were finally released when the government could not prove any charges. Furthermore, Attorney General Gonzalez was the White House legal counsel during the first administration and it was he who advised the president that he need not follow either the domestic or international law while pursuing his infamous war on terror. Wow. That's a pretty amazing statement there. Now President Bush is demanding that Congress give him even more authority to do whatever he wants to do in the field of domestic intelligence. Now Gonzalez is due to receive even more authority to gather intelligence domestically. But under the guise of protecting our liberties and freedoms and constitutional government, President Bush is systematically doing away with all three. <laughs> Pretty well put. Doubt it not. Cutting Edge has been warning about this ever since the Congress showered the White House with dozens of dictatorial laws immediately after the attacks of 9-11. Time is short. The President's intone. The President intones. He is right. The time... Americans have left to enjoy our freedoms dwindles every day. It's a pretty heavy-duty statement there, too. Think about that. But I think it's a mindset we do need to put ourselves in. Because, especially if Bush and Cheney stay in office, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's so out of control what's going on with those two in high government at this point. And I'm not just saying they're the only ones to blame. I believe they have handlers that are above them. The 13 families of the Illuminati, which basically control the world, are pulling the strings. But, you know, it's just getting totally out of control with what's going on in high government at this point. The only question is, at this point, when will the next terror attack occur? When that day comes, either the president, the FEMA director, or the Homeland Security director will command that all functions of government shut down, while the enemies of peace are quelled. Don't be surprised to find yourself an enemy of peace. I know that's what they would, you know. But see, I'm putting this information out because I see the storm approaching. I, as, a, as a watchman, which I think is the only thing I could really claim to be, I see the storm approaching. And I'm trying to warn people. I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people. But there's very few Christian organizations that are doing this. There's a lot of guys like Alex Jones and a lot of secular, and Alex Jones, I know he calls himself a Christian, but come on, I mean, you know, I'm talking about somebody, uh, organizations that are really trying to live biblically and for Christ. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm the only example or, or anything, or insinuating that whatsoever. What I'm saying, though, is that there's really hardly any ministries doing this. Because in America, again, if you're a 501c3 entity, you know, we already went through that whole thing. We've already, we've already mentioned that. They gave you your right to exist, and you have to abide by their rules. And um, it's that serious. We're at this late of an hour. And I pray to God, you know, it's, it's extended, but it's only going to be extended so long. I mean, there, there's even prayer, there's going to come a time when the Lord lets this stuff happen. When he lets it go down. Doesn't mean he can't protect his remnant. It doesn't mean we shouldn't be praying that we, we be accounted worthy to escape all the things coming on the war, on, in the world. Um, I pray, I would pray that the remnant would really start getting on their knees and start praying about this every single day. Because it's like anything else. If you have a problem and you wait till the last minute and then you let the problem manifest and it turns into a big deal... Well, now you've already got the problem in your lap. If you do things preemptively and prior to things, I think God will honor that a lot more. Because you haven't waited to the last minute. You know, you've been diligent. You've done it beforehand. And um, these are just things I think from a biblical standpoint we can, we can look at. So we're going back to this article. 
Remember the stark warning from General Tommy Franks about the next terror attack. Now, this was from Newsmax. Now, again, these are, what are we, who are we quoting today here? Senators? Ex-general here? Pat Buchanan? This is a conspiracy. These are, these are, this is what's coming from the high government. I know what Bush and Cheney are posturing towards. The handwriting's all over on the wall here. This is from Newsmax.com. This is from, now this is from 2003, November 21st. It's entitled, General Franks Doubts the Constitution Will Survive Weapons of Mass Destruction Attack. General Tommy Franks says that if the United States is hit with a weapon of mass destruction that inflicts large casualties, the Constitution will be likely discarded in favor of a military form of government. This is from a high-ranking general. And this was three, well, over three years ago. Franks said that the worst thing that could happen is if terrorists acquire and then use biological, chemical, or nuclear weapons that inflicts heavy casualties. Biological would mean something like, usually something like anthrax or some mutated virus. I did a 14-city tour last year in the avian flu. And, and again, it's, it's along those same lines. You know, that the biological warfare, especially if it's something that could spread in a viral form, would be one of the most devastating things. Because, see, a nuke will hit a city and do damage to the city and the surrounding areas. And granted, the nuclear cloud can spread, but it's not the same dynamic that would happen if, like, a deadly virus were released. Okay? This goes on to say, if that happens, General Frank said, the Western world, the free world, loses what it cherishes, cherishes most, and that is freedom and liberty we've seen for a couple hundred years. In this grand experiment we call democracy. End of quote. Actually, we're a republic. I pledge allegiance to the flag, the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, individual, you know, the, the Pledge of Allegiance thing. We're not a democracy. We never were. But they like to call it. A democracy is nothing really more than a nice way of saying communism. Okay? Which is basically what we are now. That's true. But they like to use, throw, throw that democracy word around quite a bit. But, but just the last line of this. It says, in, in the freedom and liberty we've seen for a couple hundred years, the free world loses what it cherishes most. And that is freedom and liberty we've seen for a couple hundred years in this grand experiment we call democracy. How flippant. This article ends by saying, at least you have been warned. How many citizens do you think are really listening? <laughs> Apathy is what I see. Apathy. Now granted, there are some people that have woke up. Thank God. There have been. Problem is, is a lot of people wake up and they don't wake up to any revelation of the Bible of Jesus Christ. They wake up to maybe a given issue. Like, let's jump on the Ron Paul boat. I love Ron Paul, okay? But the problem is, is that Ron Paul, apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, of course he does claim that he is a born-again Christian, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, okay? But, the problem is, is that most of the people behind Ron Paul are not a praying remnant. They're people that want maybe the right thing for the government. But, apart from the Lord Jesus Christ, what are you really going to get done? What are you going to... Are you going to force this to happen through your own physical actions? Apart from the Lord Jesus Christ? Is the fruit there going to ever really last apart from Jesus Christ? See, this is why, you know, it boils back to the Lord Jesus Christ. All of this. If anyone's listening to this and they're not saved, I would encourage you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and I pray to God that you get saved. Because the Bible says it's His will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. And if, I don't really have time right now to get into a, a salvation message, but please email me, and I will get you, and I will correspond with you, and get you the information you need in regard to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So, this article goes on to end by saying, have you, you have to give General Franks credit on one point, though. He did not hold out phony hope that we would get our constitutional form of government back once the enemies of freedom have been vanquished. You understand what that means? That means that once we go into the total militaristic style of government, 
he didn't give the false hope that we're... Because, see, that's what they're going to say. They're going to say, well, we're just going to go into martial law for like a week, and we'll be right back out of it. Most likely not. Most likely, once we go into this, that's where we're going to stay. Your right to travel is going to be totally restricted. You're going to have to show... Show me your papers, please. You've heard that expression in Nazi Germany. Well, ultimately, it's going to get to that point here in America, most likely. So, again, I hate to be the bearer of bad tidings, but this is information that's out there. High-level politicians are saying this. Uh, they're very much posturing toward this, and I think it's things that we, sh we need to be praying, because a praying remnant could avert an event like this, if it be the Lord's will. Remember what Jesus says, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He said that to the Father. So that's how we should be praying about this event. But also be, pray, be praying to be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming on the world. For not just our sakes, but more so for the sake of our families. Hopefully our saved family members. Um, and if they're not saved, I, you know, pray that they get saved. Pray whatever it takes for, for these people around us to get saved for that to happen. I mean, if God has to hang somebody over hell for a day in order for them to get saved, better that than they burn in hell and then, like, then the lake of fire for all eternity. So... See, the Bible says judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. Judgment's coming to the pseudo-house of the Lord here in America. Okay, and I do think there's going to be some of these Christians that do wake up and get right with the Lord. They're going to finally see that they've been, you know, sold a bill of goods and lied to, for the most part, by a lot of things. Or they're going to also see what they haven't been told. And uh, I think the only way that's going to happen is through God's judgment. If you look in the Bible, the only time people ever really got right with the Lord was when judgment came. Every single time. We, in, in and of ourselves, in our fleshly human nature, the Bible says there's no good thing that dwells in our flesh. Okay? Who want to be governed by our own hearts. Oh, it feels right to me. What is that? The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Proverbs 28, 26. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Proverbs 14, 12 and Proverbs 16, 25. So, if you want to trust in your own heart, you want to put your trust in a man, cursed be the man that trusteth in man, that maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. If you want to do that, you want to go that route, you know, it's going to lead you to hell. And traditionally, in the Bible, if you look in the Bible, the only, or I should say, the vast majority of the time, the thing that got the people right with the Lord was God's judgment. A wake-up call. And in a way, if you think about it, that is more merciful if God would judge us in this life to wake us up, than for us to be in some slumber our whole life, and then just to plunge straight into hell. Which is more merciful? So I, I, you know, whatever it takes, is what I'm praying for, to wake up the remnant. Because God knows who's going to get saved. He knows the beginning from the end. Okay? Anyway, we're going to close uh, this particular part out, and we'll start on part two next.